this mini episode. Uh, I just wanted to start this off by saying thank you for everybody who's um, listening to this podcast. I had a few people messaging me who were just amazing. Um, Yeah, it's kind of weird how a lot of people seem to really like this podcast because I never thought that it would be interesting to that many people. So thank you so much. Uh, anyway, today I'm going to be talking about a podcast episode I listened to. Uh, it's School of Greatness by Lewis Howes. If anybody wants to check it out, it's absolutely amazing. And uh, he was talking today with a guest called Dr. Joe Dispenza. And I thought it was really interesting, so I kind of wanted to share it. He's basically like an international lecturer, researcher, um, consultant, author, educator, and all this lot. He does... Uh, several day courses and workshops, all this lot, teaching uh, meditation, that kind of thing. And uh, he's been invited to speak in more than 33 countries, which is quite impressive. I don't think I'd be able to speak to that many people. I get terrified talking in groups of three. (laughs) (laughs) But um, he's been researching the effects of meditation on the body pretty much all his, most of his life. Uh, he's told stories about all these people that he's come across and helped. So there's a person called uh, Sarah Lazar, I think I got the name right, um, who basically had a running injury, and she's a Mass General and Harvard Medical School neuroscientist, and so she decided to start studying meditation because of the running injury. And this led her to taking up yoga, because her physical therapist said that she needs to find a way to stretch more. And so she thought that yoga was a great way to do that. And she did it because she heard all the claims about the benefits of yoga. But she was mostly there for the physical therapy. And she noticed that she started to feel calmer, more compassionate, patient and open-hearted in just daily life. And so, kind of curious about this, she began reading up on scientific literature uh, behind mindfulness and meditation, uh, which yoga obviously falls under. What she found was like a vast amount of evidence uh, showing all the positive effects of meditation upon the body. So like decrease in stress, depression, anxiety, reducing pain, uh, getting rid of insomnia, all this kind of stuff, basically improving your quality of life overall. And so she decided to plan her own study. She took people who'd been meditating from like 7, 9, 10 years and compared them to a control group who haven't uh, really been practicing meditation at all. So what she found was that those who meditated for a long time had an increased amount of grey matter in their auditory and sensory cortex in the brain. And so there's also, which are basically like the sensory parts of our brain. So like auditory demands, uh, audio information, that kind of stuff. And she also found an increase in grey matter in the frontal cortex. So that's decision making and memory and that kind of stuff. And it's quite interesting because not only did like the grey matter increase in those who practice meditation for a long time, but as you get older, your cortexes shrink. So that's why you tend to see people with um, decreasing memory and all this lot as they get older. But she noticed that in 50-year-old meditators, they had the same amount of grey matter as people who were half their age, 
which is really strange because you wouldn't expect that in a normal person. So it kind of shows to you that meditation, maybe there were some other factors like their diet or their lifestyle, but in this kind of thing from the control group against that, it seems that meditation seems to have an effect where it can create a younger brain in a way. Uh, it can also cause like your brains to grow new neurons and all this lot, which is just not normal. The is not normally happening. Let's just say that. And so she basically used that research and some other people to take a look more into it. And then she wanted to double check her results because she wasn't too sure. She's a person of science, and so that doesn't make sense. Um, so she conducted a second study. And in it, she enrolled participants who had never meditated at all, just to see if maybe the people who uh, meditated for like the seven, nine years already had an increased grey matter before uh, before they started meditating. So she got people with no meditation experience, scanned their brains, and put them through an eight-week uh, meditation mindfulness program. And her question was, like, could it just be that people with long-term meditators had more grey matter to begin with, which is what I just said. It's quite interesting because she found that in just eight weeks of meditation, participants had, like, a a thickening of several regions of the brain. So you remember me saying that there was an increase of grey matter. It basically thickened those grey matters in the certain parts of the brain, which is very interesting. I love this. Um... So, like, the left hippocampus involved in learning, memory, and emotional regulation, that kind of stuff, they all uh, went bigger. So, like, the pons, which is, like, at the uh, part of the brainstem, it's a really nice name, pons, pons. I've said pons too many times. It starts to sound weird, pons. I'm sorry. Uh, Anyway, uh, that kind of, that's where regulatory uh, neurotransmitters are generated. So that's quite interesting. And the amygdala... Uh, shrank. So the amygdala is that part of your brain that handles like fight or flight. It's the part with the fear, anxiety, pain, uh, pain and aggression. So since it shrunk, it means that there is a reduction of stress and people don't need to resort to that fight or flight response every time something bad happened. And so participants in the study were asked to meditate 40 minutes a day, but they ended up only meditating 27 minutes a day. And to have that kind of level of results in eight weeks is pretty impressive. Um, bit flabbergasted it by myself, but I mean, I've tried, uh, tried doing this mindful stuff quite a lot. Uh, only recently have I realised how important it is, though. <laughs> uh, I think when you're young, if you learn it when you're younger, it's much easier to use it in the rest of your life. I think with school and that kind of stuff, it gets in the way, though, because school is one of those things that will prey on your fight-or-flight response. And so if you can teach how to be mindful about your surroundings, then school probably wouldn't be as difficult as teenagers find it currently so you have all these teenagers stressed but that i I diverse from the main topic here (laughs) um that'll be discussed in probably a later episode uh there's a good friend of mine called merlin he's um well he's paul but we call him merlin because he's like a wizard and he deals with a lot of education stuff in uh, emotional landscapes so that'll be a very interesting episode to have if i can have him on And in 2013, through the studies of uh, Lazar and 
Dr. Joe Dispenza, the research teams have found quantitatively that just four days of regular and advanced reg- uh, meditation that he does on his retreat uh, increased the growth of new neurons in response to novel experiences and learning. So people in those four days began to see that increase in grey matter and that reduction in the stress levels. And it's very quick results in this way. Uh, normal people, you could probably see those results um, if you meditate like those people did in the study, like 27 minutes a day or even 20 minutes a day uh, for a good for the rest of your life, really. It's a lifestyle thing. But uh, if you do it for eight weeks, you'll notice the difference. And it's quite interesting that if you're people go to like the gym to exercise train their muscles to get them bigger but people tend to forget that they need to exercise their brain best way to do this is meditation so like 10 minutes is really good it's better than not doing it all and it allows you to gain that control over yourself that is missing when it comes to stressful parts in your life um it allows you to improve your memory in throughout your life and basically gives you a better standard of living it's one of those things that is incredibly important but there's not a lot of research done on it you'll see doctors prescribing patients with pills for say depression for example a lot of teenagers and teachers are going through a large spike in depression recently and you'll see a lot of doctors handing them pills and they say okay this will help you but the problem is the pills only reset to a certain factory, and as soon as you stop taking those pills, it goes back to how it was. Uh, the pills only allow people with severe depression to get therapy, psychological therapy, to help with it. So this study kind of shows that the most effective way of doing this is meditating. And you'll see those changes in your life if you can meditate effectively. If you're unsure, take a look on um, Dr. Joe... um, I forgot his name. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Joe Dispenza. Uh, Take a look on him on YouTube. He's quite an incredible guy. Uh, There's a lot of other stuff I can talk about in this section, but the episode is getting a bit long right now uh, because it's a mini episode. If it was a full episode, I could probably keep talking. But yeah, it's really interesting stuff to have uh, to have a look at. So I would suggest taking a read. Uh, subscribe for more. I'll probably do some other mini episodes on this in the future. And I will see you in the next episode. Have a great day, morning, evening, wherever you are. All right, see ya.